Good morning, everyone. We're continuing in our learning of Pesukim Zimra. We're up to the second Haluka of Haluka Kito of Zabra Alokeno. The source of this capital being mentioned in Pesukim Zimra is, is, is as we mentioned in the first Haluka and in Ashrei, based off the Rif's understanding of what is defined as Pesukim Zimra, based off the Gemara and Shabbos, and this is defined as Ashrei in the last five Prakim of Tehillim. And this is the second of those halalukas um, in, in that section of Tehillim. The parak is structured with seven different sections. The first, is, the first section is the first pasuk. It's an introduction acknowledging the value of praising Hashem. Transitioning to that point is the next three psukim, the second section, which is a declaration that Hashem protects the Jews in the Gaulus and Hashem will rebuild Yerushalayim and bring back the Gaulus. After this discussion, the third section um, is David HaMalach's expression of Akash Baruch Hu's kindness that he's done to Klai Yisrael um, in the Gaulus, and the call is then upon uh, the nation and the world to praise Hashem, and that will be the discussion of the next section, of the next few sections going forward. The fourth section, from Pasuk Ches to Pasuk Aleph, is a, almost a diversion, an observation of the world, the natural world's survival through Ashkach Hashem, and then focusing on man's need to realize your Hashem and focus on what Hashem wants of him. After that, the, the parak then shifts its focus in the fifth section from Pasukit Beis to Yidalit um, to focus on Yerushalayim and recognizing how Hashem oversees it. The sixth section then reverts back to the discussion of nature, focusing on the, like, the weather patterns and how Hashem controls water in different stages of its, of its phases. And in the seventh section, finally, we revert back to the final praise, recognizing that Hashem gave B'nai Yisrael specific laws, unlike any other nation, and that is something to be praiseworthy. So focusing on, the, going back to, this, to go into detail, the first section of this parak is an introduction acknowledging the value of praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Mepharshim explained that this parak is a follow-up of the last pasuk of the previous parak, where we mentioned Hashem will acknowledge, will acknowledge Hashem's malchus in the world forever. And as mentioned earlier, there's a different understanding. Some understand this as a redact, to see this as like a futuristic uh, praise. Hopefully the world will soon recognize Hashem's malchus in the Gula. Um, but other Mepharshim, like the Malbim and Refersh, understand it to be in the present. We are now recognizing that status of malchus Hashem um, in different permutations through Ashkach Hashem or through our duty to fulfill the Ratzon Hashem. Um, and that those dis- discussions really follow through in how they interpret this parak as well. And you'll see the Radak, his theme is going to be focusing on the Geula and the praise of that ex- of that experience. And the Malbim, and that's a following of his uh, his interpretation of Yimloch Hashem Lulam. In the future, Hashem will express his Malchus, and this is the praise of the future, of that future Malchus. And the Malbim, however, because he understands Yimloch Hashem Lulam as a reflection of recognizing Hashem's Hashkach in the world, both through nature and through the supernatural, um, he's going to develop in his in his interpretation of this parak those two themes throughout the parak, um, and as praises both of Hashem's guidance through nature and through the supernatural. Rav Hirsch is going to interpret this parak following his understanding of Himalach Hashem Lulam, which he understands the emphasis was that Hashem, your God, is going to guide each individual to follow the Ratzon Hashem. And Rav Hirsch explains that this parak 
the focus is going to be not on the individual, but on Klai Yisrael in general through the Galos, that Hashem is guiding and maintaining Klai Yisrael to exist in order to facilitate both its, the Bnei Yisrael's development through fulfilling the Torah and through them being educators to become a beacon of light and, and source of revelation to the rest of the world how to act. So with that in mind, we begin our understanding of each Pasuk of this parak. So going on the first section, the first section again is an introduction to the valley and to the parak acknowledging the valley praising Hashem. Um, David Malach writes, Haluka, praise, they shall praise Hashem, ki tov for it's good to sing to our God, ki na'im nabasila, for it's pleasant to beautify with praise. There seems to be a redundancy going on. The Malbim, the, the Radak, interprets this more as one unified uh, sentence in the sense that in the future, when Kala Yisrael will be experiencing Malchus Hashem, and the world will be experiencing Malchus Hashem, then your praise will be appropriate and, and beautiful, because you'll have this expression of this revelation of Hashem, that the praise will correlate to that expression. The Malbim understands, however, that these two clauses of Kitov Zamra and Kina'im are actually referring to two different expressions of praise based off the Hashkach Hashem, based off his theme, as you mentioned earlier. And he explains that Following on Yimoch Hashem Lalam, because we're going to recognize Malchus Hashem both through the natural and supernatural way, we're going to now in this parak express praise of those two different types. So he says the first section is Kitov Zamra Elokeinu. Elokeinu, the word Elokeinu is a reminiscent of the power of Nais, that Hashem is a supernatural effect on the world. And it's Tov because the word Tov represents something that is essentially good. And having that direct re- recognition of Akash Baruch Hu beyond the natural world is a more direct recognition of Hashem as our un- appreciation of Hashem. And Zemer is a greater pra- form of praise than the next clause, which is Tehillah. So the first section, we're gonna be re- for the first clause, we're me- mentioning Hashem's recognition of his supernatural interactions with the world, and that's a unique experience that we're praising Hashem for. But as well, Kinim the Basila, it's also appropriate to praise Hashem in general, for his ability to just guide the natural world, and that itself is a source of praise. Not as great as Zemer, but it's still appropriate as a form of Tehillah, as a form of praise. Refresh, however, understands it similar to the Radak in the sense that there's one sense of praise that's developing. However, he sees it as a progression. He says, Kitov Zabra Elokeinu. He says, not only is it appropriate to praise Hashem because that is a good thing to do, it's also Na'im. It's a delight when specifically Navasila, when the praise befits and is appropriately and correlates properly to a recognition of Hashem's manifestation in the world through his great acts. And specifically the word Elokeinu correlates to the fact that Hashem is interacting with us and helping us develop and reach our goal and our mission in this world, both as an individual, but most importantly as a nation, as Kla Yisrael. And that's going to be the theme that's going to be developed throughout the rest of the parak. The second section then moves on to discuss uh, a declaration of praise that Hashem protects Kalei Yisrael and will b- rebuild the Bishamikdash and bring Kalei Yisrael back home. And the Pasuk says, Bode Yerushalayim Hashem. Hashem is the builder of Yerushalayim. And he will gather in Kalei Yisrael with Kibbutz Galios. The Radak understands this comment again, following in his previous explanation, that this is all an expression of the Geula. And because we have Malchus Hashem, we're now able to, Hashem will now bring the Beis Amikdash and also bring in Kibbutz Galios. 
the Malbim, following his understanding that's all about Hashgach Hashem, explains that this is a direct praise that Akash Baruch Hu will be directly be involved in building the base of Mikdash and also uh, bringing Kibbutz Galias from different corners of the world back to Eretz Yisrael, an expression of that Hashgacha. Rav Hirsch understands that we're not referring to the future time of the Geula, but we're placing a hope now in the time of the Galus. We're saying Hashem in the future will build the base of Mikdash, will bring in the Galus. And Hashem is guiding us throughout history as a nation to get to this point, again following in his introduction, that this is the praise that we're saying, that Hashem is guiding us as Elokeinu, our God guiding the nation throughout history to develop to a certain point. The next pasuk in this section says, He heals the brokenhearted, and binds their sorrows. Gives them bandages to, to, to heal them. The Radak again understands this, following his interpretation, that this is a, another praise of Akash Baruch Hu, that he is going to take the Bnei Yisrael, who are downtrodden in the Galus, outside, outside, out of their misery and into the Gula. Refresh, however, understands this also as a expression of hope, that Hashem will heal the people who are the, the nation who is in, in injured because of the Galus. And he, as an aside, he man, mentions that this is a parallel line to the previous parak, where we're talking about the individual that Hashem is protecting, that individual through Hashgachas Hashem. So Hashem too is going to help the community of Kla Yisrael through the Galus um, to get them out of that state. The next passing in the section concludes, uh, concluding the section about Hashem is bringing involvement in the Galus. It says, Hashem counts the stars and he gives all of them names. The Mabadim understands this, par- this Pasuk as a contrast to other powers in their ability to help and get involved in, in man's life. He says, while Akash Baruch Hu is the one who has direct hashkacha and, and involvement in Klai Yisrael's ability to uh, get out of the Gullus and go enter the Gula, relying on the heavenly spheres, the celestial bodies, is not going to work because, number one, they're limited in number. They don't have the same capacity to control Hashem and to control nature. Hashem gave them all uh, specific roles. They don't have the ability as all-consuming and all-encompassing as a Kodesh Baruch Hu. However, refers and re- referring ostensibly to the Ibn Ezra's comments, he understands that these stars are referring to the Klaes, the Klaes El Angelus. And refers explains that while in Gullus, Hashem does not only save the great people of Kalei Yisrael, every single person, even the distant star, even people who are distant stars, Din Chai Yisrael, Hashem looks after each and every one of them, and every member of the Gullus, of the Bnei Yisrael and Gullus, are being accounted for and included in the Cheshben of redeeming them, ultimately. After discussing Hashem's involvement in Kalei Yisrael in the, in the Gullus, Davar Malach then shifts to recognizing the great chesed that Hashem does to the to the people in the Galus, and then there's a call for that praise to be exp- expressed. David Amalek writes, Great is our master in button and strength, and his understanding is infinite. Both the Radak and the Mabim understands this, this, this Pasuk, and the general Shek section as an expression again of his involvement in Klai Yisrael, to protect the Nidchei Yisrael. And he writes, and the Radak explains, that this Pasuk is to contrast the abilities of human rulers. Human rulers, they struggle to manage vast territory, even if they can amass strength to do any revolt from a faraway lands, 
might not necessarily have the same understanding to help the people to guide the nation in general. And it goes vice versa as well. Hakash Baruch can do both. He has great power, Rav Koch, and also and he also has tuna, a misbar infinite amount of tuna. We don't understand that 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 understanding. Um, Ramalbam again emphasizes this, this as well that there's Hashkacha Pratis. Hashem has um, a very clear understanding of what's going on in the world, in contrast to again the other powers, the celestial bodies who don't have that same power. The first understands this as a really a separate point in general. A general praise of of Akash Baruch Hu, um, involved again in the Nidchei Yisrael, and he explains Gadol Adinin of Rav Koach. The word Gadol is similar to the pasuk we found in Ashrei, which again refers to, based off the first understanding, based off the Medrash, this is, this is referring to the Chesed Hashem. The great Chesed of Hashem that Akash Baruch Hu expressed in the world is found when Akash Baruch Hu brings out the Jewish nation from exile. And he explains that the reason why Akash Baruch Hu cares about Bnei Israel, even though they are dispersed amongst the nations, is specifically Lusunoso Emisbar. He first explains that the word Tvuna and Misbar are almost incongruous because Tvuna is more of a softer, softer definition of, of calculation. Understanding doesn't have a specific number, and Misbar is a very concrete, finite uh, definition of, of, a entity, of entities. So it first explains that Dabar Malch is specifically saying that the Tvuna Emisbar, there's no Hashem's involvement and, and care for the people of his nation is not defined based off the numbers. It's not defined based off accomplishments or stature. It's defined off of something else, and that is based off the quality of the nation's moral worth. And through that, even when, I, even when B'nai Israel are dispersed and not as strong in numbers and masses together, Kosh Baruch Hu still cares for them because of their commitment and a, and a development of their moral character to fulfill Ratzon Hashem. And that's going to be the source of them continuing on to survive the Gauls and enter the Geula. The next Pasuk then discusses Hashem's ability to get involved again and bring B'nai Israel out of the Gaulus. Hashem uplifts the humble, the and casts the wicked down all the way to the ground. Again, the Radak understands this Pasuk to be found in the context of the previous Pasuk, focusing on those who are personally afflicted. He says, while Akash Baruch Hu is great, God of the name of Rav Koch and mighty, nevertheless, Hashem is focused and involves his attention on the lowly and weak to raise them up. And that's very ostensible, very clearly going to be a reference to Bnei Yisrael, that Hashem, even though he's so great, cares about the, the downtrodden in Bnei Yisrael. The first understands this not necessarily as a future uh, revelation, but appraised currently in the midst of the Gauls, that the fact that Hashem upholds the humble, the Bnei Yisrael, or Nidchei Yisrael in the exile, that itself is a source of Hashkachas Hashem, and that will in the future cause, that same Hashkacha will in the future cause the enemies of Bnei Yisrael to be uh, low, lower down and destroyed. After praising Hashbarucho for Shesed and his involvement in Bnei Yisrael in the exile, and ultimately the Geula, the Ovar Melch makes a final call, a call for praise. Enul Hashem Besoda, shout to Hashem, a call to Hashem in thanksgiving, Zamar Lelokina Bechinor, sing to our God with a kinor. Again, the Radagan understands this, that this praise is specifically supposed to be said when Bnei Yisrael 
enter the Geula. And they're going to be doing it both Bashir with Zemer. Bashir is with, a, with speech, with singing, and Zemer is with instruments. That's with Zemer Lokino, Bechino, with a, with a specific instrument to show praise to Kosh Baruch Hu. And, and this is basically going to be the introduction for the next part of the section, the next section of the next few sections of the parak, where the praise of Kosh Baruch Hu for what he's done in the past and, and bringing them out to, into the Gula is going to be uh, demonstrated. The Bible understands that this praise, this call for praise, again reflects these two themes. In Lashem Besoda, Zamar Lokina Bechinor, the word Lashem refers to Hashem's control over nature, and that has to be done with Toda, and Zamar, a higher level of praise, is the Lokinu, with, with respect to our recognition of Hashem as the guide, uh, the supernatural guide, and that's the praise that we're supposed to be giving those two reflections of Hashkochas Hashem. Refresh explains that this call for praise is a culmination of his explanation of the previous segment that we've been discussing, and he says that because Hashem is planning to help B'nai Yisrael attain and achieve their goal and mission and achieve ultimate Geula, we have to recognize a debt of gratitude, the Toda, to thank Hashem for enabling us to exist and planning for the future for us to experience the Geula. And as we'll see, the next few sections are going to be expressions of that praise and almost like the justifications of why B'nai Yisrael are fitting to experience that gula in the future. Moving on to the fourth section, Davon HaMelech discusses or shifts his focus on explaining and discussing nature, and then finally concludes in the section of charge for men to serve Hashem with ira, with fear and awe, and hope in Hashem's chesed. And again, following in the different interpretations that we've been discussing, each of the, each mafarish gives a different explanation of why we're now shifting to this emphasis of nature and the subsequent sections later on um, in their in their place. For the Radak, who explains that now we're praising B'nai Sal and praising Akash Baruch for bringing them to the Gula, the Radak explains that part of that praise is also just praising Hashem for His constant goodness um, in the world. Included in, the, in that is the expression of growth, which is expressed by rain. The natural world depends on rain for growth. And symbolically, rain and redemption, explains the Radak, are both things which are dependent on Akash Baruch Hu for it to become a manifested in the world. And we're using this, this model of rain as a way to express that Akash Baruch Hu is the one who enabled us to experience this gula, the same way that enables the world to function and live because of the rain that he gives. The Malbim, on the other hand, who's understanding that this praise in general is to explain the two different functions of Hashem's Hashkach in the world, this first section is discussing Hashem's, Hashem's development in nature, which is more of a Hashkach HaKlalis. And that's why Hashem's going, that's why David Melch is explaining or expressing praise of Hashem, who runs nature, the first level of Hashkach of Hashem as in the world. Refersh understands, following his interpretation, that this praise is an explanation of praising Hashem for the Jews who are in the midst of the exile for being able to go and become redeemed and have them develop to reach that point of redemption. And he explains that in the next few psukkah we're going to be talking about how Hashem sustains the rest of the world. And there's a stark, stark contrast between the rest of the world's sustenance and man's sustenance. The rest of the world simply can just function by Hashem's chesed, Hashem giving every, every animal what it needs. However, man who has the ability to choose and decide how to live his life, the position of power to control the world, Hashem puts man in a place where he has, it's not given to him, he has to master his world to become sustained. And with that ability, 
with that responsibility also comes the ability to fully recognize and support in his own will, his own Bechira, to fulfill Ratzon Hashem. And this focus is exactly what is the merit of the Jewish people to survive through the Gaulas into the Gula because they're going to be the ones they're commit, who are going to commit to serve, Ratzon, serve and fulfill Ratzon Hashem and develop their moral, char- moral character uh, which enables them to truly merit to achieve that Geula. So going through the Pesukim in detail with that introduction of the section, Dovim Malch writes, HaMechas HaShemayim Ba'avim, Hashem covers clouds, heavens with clouds, HaMechil Na'aretz Matar, prepares the rain for earth, HaMatzmiach Harim Chatzir, and makes the mountains sprout growth. Again, this is a development of the rain patterns. Pasuk further on continues, Nosun Lebehim Al-Achma, Hashem gives, He's the one who gives the animal its food. For the young ravens who call out. The Radak notes, in light of his, in the context of his explanation about praising Hashem for guiding the world, in, in the natural world, he explains that the Bnei Arev are karu in a unique fashion. The Medrash quotes that these Bnei Arev, when they're newly born as fledglings, they don't have any support. And the Medrash explains that when the raven's born, the mother leaves not even being able to recognize his own child. Only Hashem takes care of that bird for to give it food. And the same way that Hashem protects um, the Bnei Arev, Hashem's also the one who protects Bnei Yisrael in the midst of the Gaulus, enabling them to get to the Gula. The Malam has, has different interpretation of what the Bnei Arev are calling, and he connects it to the next Pasuk, which says, Lo The might of the horse Hashem does not desire. Lo Hashem does not desire the thighs of man. But Hashem favors once those who fear him. Those who await his kindness. The Malbim explains that the Bnei Arev are the ones who are calling out that Hashem does not want the thighs of man or the, the koch of, of Susim. He wants people to depend on Hashem's, on Hashem's uh, chesed for support. The Bnei Arev, as mentioned by the Medrash, don't seek food. Hashem gives it to them to attain livelihood. He doesn't want, there are people who go out to fight wars to get supported. That's Bigras Asus. There are people who go out to travel far. That's Shokayesh. They walk very far to get supported. But Hashem ultimately wants, Hashem's, and part of that Hashkacha Klalis is that Hashem supports every individual. Um, and that's the people, Hashem wants those people to focus on, like the Bnei Arev, to be focused on to focus on Hashem's Chesed without traveling far, far or, fighting, or fighting wars. And following on the Redux interpretation that this is a this entire prayer is expressing Hashem's ability, soul ability, to, con- to contribute to the Geula process. Again, Hashem does not want strength. Hashem does not want uh, of horses. Hashem does not want people to fight. Hashem will bring the Geula, and that's He's the only one who's able to facilitate that, that ability. In light of the explanation of Rav Hirsch, Rav Hirsch is explaining that the, the call of man, and specifically the Jewish people, their justification to live through the exile and retain Geula is because... They're the people who are committed to hope in Hashem and are loyal to be Yireyev, to be those who fear Him, to fear Hashem. And that, that's the praise. That's the ability that uh, Bnei Israel have to, to live through the Gula, and that's what the Bnei Israel are praising. Their, their unique role in this world is the exact reason for their existence throughout the, Gal- the Galas into the Gula. After discussing nature and, and its connection to the Gula experience, Davar Melch shifts that now to talk about Yerushalayim and recognizing Hashem's oversight over that, over that city. And again, following in the interpretations of the Radak, Malbim, and Rav Hirsch, they each explain the focus of this section in different ways. 
The Radak again is understanding that this praise is about the, the Geula, when the Bnei Yisrael have reached the point of Geula, they're going to be giving praise. So the praise is about Yerushalayim and Hashem's protection and development of, of the city during the times of Geula. The Malbib understands that we're now transitioning from the Enul Hashem Besoda, we, from transitioning to discussing Hashem's praise of the natural world, which is really a praise for a universal praise by all of mankind, we're not transitioning to talk about the unique praise of Bnei Yisrael, about Hashem Tashkacha, um, going forward. And the Malbim explains that they're really, within this category of, of Bnei Yisrael's praise, there's really two different, there's two different aspects of that praise. One is a general praise of Hashem being more involved in the life of the Jewish people. That's for the Hamonam. But there's an even more deeper or more nuanced interpret of understanding of that Hashkacha, which is specifically for the people of Tzion, which is a more of an ex- overt, supernatural experience of Hashem's involvement in the world. And that those two experiences of praise are going to be expressed in the next in this section. Repersh understands, however, that this, even though we're talking about Yerushalayim, it's actually con- it actually fits in very well with the previous section. As the previous section was explaining that B'nai Yishol's to get through the Galus into the Gula is because they're developing their moral character, fulfilling the Ratzon Hashem, Yerushalayim is the place where that goal will be ultimately, mani- ultimately manifested. And Hashem is maintaining the place of Yerushalayim for the future, for that manifestation to come fully into fruition. Going to the Psukim, Davar Malach writes, Shabachi Yerushalayim, Mes Hashem, Yerushalayim, Praise Hashem, Hali, Elokayich, Tzion, Tzion, Yishabim, Mahalel, Praise Hashem, your God. And for the Malvim, he understands that these two clauses referring to the two different experiences of Hashkacha within Bnei Yisrael. One is a general Hashkacha represented with Shem Hashem, which is more of a natural experience, but a higher level than the previous section. That's for the Bnei Yerushalayim, that's for the regular Bnei Yisrael. And there's a more higher, much higher experience of a Lakayich, more of a direct, overt, supernatural interaction with Hashem. And that's with the Bnei Tzion, the people who are more spiritually in tuned with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, um, the leaders and the, and the teachers of, of Bnei Yisrael. Dovar Malch then continues, Hashem has strengthened the bars of your gate and He has blessed your children in your midst. Hashem makes peace in your borders and satisfies you with choice wheat. So again, for the Radak, this, these phrases are just expressions of different things that Bnei Yisrael will experience in the times of the Gula. And he divides it really into two different aspects. Number one is uh, what is just protection. Hashem is going to protect the city and there won't be enemies anymore there. And also, there'll be a lot of produce, both as children, both in monetary success. And that's expressed as well in the next Pasuk of Hashem protects with Shalom. And also, Hashem enables choice, uh, a lot of economic growth parallel to the previous Pasuk. The Babam similarly understands that we're talking about protection from enemies as well as economic success, but he emphasizes this in context to the previous section, that while the, the people in general look out for food, they're showca- they're, they go out, they travel like Shokeish, or they use horses to go and fight wars to get ec- economic success with r- the Gras Asus. Um, in times of this experience of Gula with Yerushalayim built, there will be no need for this because of this heightened level of Hashkacha, of Shalom, as well as with a lot of food and produce and economic success. They don't have to travel far because of this high level of Ashkacha. The first understands that this is not a 
reflection of, of the current situation, a praise of the current geula, but rather a hope. Again, like his theme beforehand, we're talking about the Jews of exile. They're hoping for this experience of Yerushalayim. He explains that Hashem built Yerushalayim, hasn't been established upon man's strength, and therefore it's planned by HaKash Baruch Hu that it's going to exist in the future when the ultimate Gula comes to enable the Rosh Hashem to be more fully manifested. And that's the emphasis of what he explains at Sion. Sion is a monument for a future development of man. And through that, Hashem is going to, in the future, some Shalom, Hashem only in the future, develop Yerushalayim to have peace in its land and produce and success. All this is to enable and facilitate the moral character of not just the Jewish people, but also of the entire world in, in general. After discussing Yerushalayim, Dabar Melch shifts to the sixth section where he describes Hashem's ability to command nature in various forms. And like the previous sections, the three Mephosh and the Radak Malbim and Rav Hirsch each take a different approach of how to interpret this section. The Radak understands this section as a further praise of Hashem, aside from being Meshabech Hashem for the Geula and for Yerushalayim, there's also just a general praise, a, a charge to praise Hashem over nature, specifically events that are commonly experienced. The Radak emphasizes that we have an obligation to praise Hashem for these moments as well. He notes that this is included in the praise of that we have to mention Hashem, the, the mighty acts of Hashem specifically through rain which is a source of growth and he adds that HaKash Baruch Hu also determines when a person or a nation is deserving of rain so that's also included not only in the fact that there's a Hashkacha of Hashem creating rain in general but also the mechanism in which rain comes down to Shkarva Onesh the Malbim's take on this under, this interpretation as we'll develop is has to do with the fact that Akash Baruch Hu can in many ways express Minas din but sometimes if we're deserving he will change that din to Rachamim given our ability to fulfill Dvar Hashem and we'll see how this develops and it's connected to Hashkach Hashem as well as we'll develop later on. Rav Hirsch takes the third approach in understanding this section and he explains that while the previous section compared Hashem's interactions with man and, and animal, over here, this section emphasizes nature to be a model in how man should fulfill the Ratzon Hashem. Man has, an, has a responsibility, as Refresh explains, as a co-partner in his own destiny with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore is responsible to live up to certain standards to deserve that Hashkach Hashem. In contrast to the natural world, which just fulfills and submits itself naturally to the Ratzon Hashem, and that's a way of expressing its uh, its subservience to Akash Baruch Hu. So, in, so in many ways, when we, David is describing the natural course of things to to facilitate to show that man also should be like nature and follow the Hashem, while nature has to follow the rules of law. We have to follow the Torah, the rules, the divine laws. And he emphasizes specifically water, because water is an entity which has many different phases: ice, liquid, gas, and it's, and it changes according to the circumstances. And so too, man too has to change, be, f- be able to be readily flexible to change according to the needs of, that Hashem wants him to do, but also resilient like ice to be solid in f- his fulfillment of, his, of the Ratzon Hashem. So with, the, with, the, with this background, we can develop and delve into this uh, sixth section. Dovid Malch explains, Hashalech Imrosa Aretz, 
Hashem sends his speech to the earth quickly, and his word rus- rushes. The Radak understands this to mean the command for it to rain, and it comes down the arts of, to the land. Um, however, Rev, the Malbim understands this to mean Hashem has a zero rot to come onto the earth, so immediately it will be stopped. The Dvar Hashem will the Dvar another Dvar another statement a decree of Hashem will come and uproot that zero um, as will be expressed in the future Sukkim. And Refresh explains Hashem sends his Amira his command down to the earth to be fulfilled. And Ad Mehiro Yorutstavaro until uh, his word his word swiftly goes to its place. The next boss like that and says, Hanosin Shalak Atzomek for Kefri Pazer, who gives snow like wool and frost like ashes, he scatters. It's again Hashem's involvement in creating this the status of ice. The Mabim understands this as an expression of like the Midas Hadin, which is Yakfi, which freezes the Midas Achasid. He cast down his ice-like morsels, like pieces of bread, the crumbs. Before it's cold, who can endure? Again, for the Malbim, this refers to the Mishad Din. Uh, but, but simply, it's as the as the Radak explains, this is just a reference to the fact that it's extremely cold. He sends forth his word and melts them, the ice. He causes his wind to blow and the water flows. The shot for the Radak is that this ice gets warmed, melted by the sun, and then the wind blows and takes away that that uh, that ice and enables the water to flow. And for the Malbim, this is like a meta- metaphor of the fact that he sends his Dvar, the Dvar shall midas achesed, his Rachamim, to bimavat al-Xera, and it'll melt that Xera Ra. Davar Melech now concludes his parak with the seventh section, where, he's t- where he mentions that Unlike all the other nations, Bnei Yisrael have unique commandments that were given to Hashem. And Yishma Farish, as we'll, we will discuss, um, understand this section again in light of their previous com- previous uh, comments they made on the previous sections. The Pesukim say, Magid Devarav Le'Akov, he declares his word to Yaakov, Chukav Mishpat of Yisrael, his statutes and ordinances to Yisrael. He did not do this to every nation, Mishpatim Ba'yidum, and he did not make known his ordinances to them. Ha'alukah, they will praise Hashem. Following, as we mentioned in the previous comments of the different Mepharshim, each Mepharsh has a different interpretation of this section about Hashem teaching the mitzvahs only to Bnei Yisrael. For the Radak, the pra- this is part of the praise that the Bnei Yisrael are making at the time of the Gula. They're praising not the natural occurrences, and uh, but more specifically the experience of Maimon Sinai. And he explains, when we're discussing the Gevur Sakel, the greatness of Hashem and the strength of Hashem, we're mentioning the experiences of Maimon Arsini, which was a great experience. So, at the time of Maimon Arsini, Hashem told B'nai Yisrael the Chukim, the Mishpatim, and he didn't do that. He didn't experience that, create that experience for all the, all the other nations. And more than so, he taught, he taught B'nai Yisrael about the actual knowledge of the mitzvos and the, and the Chachma of the mitzvos to them. So this is part of the praise that B'nai Yisrael expressing, ending off with a unique experience that B'nai Yisrael have in contrast to the other nations, and that's part of the praise that they're saying at the time of the Gula. The Mabu understands this section as the conclusion of the previous section. Um, the way that the Midas HaChesed can over, Midas HaRachim can overcome the Midas HaDin as, as 
modeled after the melting of ice is precisely because B'nai Yisrael specifically and only they have the Dvar Hashem. They have they were informed by the Nevi'im of the Gzera of Magid Dvar of Yaakov. It's been told by the Navi of the Dvar, which is of the Gzera to Yaakov to the B'nai Yisrael. <coughs> and more than more than that, uh, Yisrael were told were to, are told the Chukim and Mishpatim. They're told how to fix that. The Gedolim are told are are told how to fix it through the Torah, and they educate the people to uh, change that action. And the Bible ends. This is specific to B'nai Yisrael, in, and this fits in very nicely to his theme in previously about the Hayden Hashkacha that B'nai Yisrael have in contrast to the other nations. The other nations of the world, they they don't have this experience, this this Torah, which allows them to change their ways and affect a spiritual change. So their experience is only limited to what the celestial bodies, what the natural order of the world has. However, B'nai Yisrael are informed the Chukim, the Mishpatim. Um, they're they're told things that are that Hashem wants them to do on a spiritual plane, on even a sichlius, on, on a more natural law uh, plane. And Bnei Yisrael live with that with that experience with by by, by serving by fulfilling the Torah, and that enables change, and that also enables a greater high level of hashkacha, reciproc- reciprocal to their interactions with the Kadosh Baruch Hu by following His Torah. And Rishonish understands this as the conclusion of the entire parak, as we've been discussing in the previous section that the goal of man is to fulfill his duty of of fulfilling Dvar Hashem, and this is unique to Bnei Yisrael, who are Yaakov, who are in this lowly state, in the exile, Hashem taught the Bnei Yisrael, even amongst the exile, that they have to follow the Torah, and and this elevates them to the status of Yisrael, being emissaries of the Malchus Hashem, even amidst the Gaulus. And this is exactly why they should be, they, they have the right, and they have the justification, to be living through the Gaulus, and entering, and expecting the Gula, because, Hashem didn't teach these laws to the non to the non to the Gentiles. He gave it to the Bnei Yisrael to be the emissaries of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, to ultimately be the people who will educate the entire world with the Geula and the building of the Beis Hamikdash with Yerushalayim Habenuya. Rafersh makes a point that while the non non Gentile nations do have laws, <coughs> they don't have the same types of laws as Bnei Yisrael. Number one, they don't have chukim, these like spiritual laws that the Torah guides. But even the mishpatim, the things that are almost rational forms of mitzvahs which enable, enable the society to function, the non-Jews don't know that it's from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They don't have that connection. The Bnei Yisrael realize that there's, there's this eternal system from HaKadosh Baruch Hu and how to function, how to live. And that's what's going to be, and that's what's unique about that nation of Bnei Yisrael. And that's what's going to be the justification for them to continue to exist throughout the exile by fulfilling their mission and ending it with Gula. So just to conclude and sum- summarize the entire section, David Melech begins the parak with an introduction about how it's appropriate to praise Hashem, either referring to the future when there's a Gula, or we're experiencing praise of Hashem Tashkacha, both in the natural and supernatural interaction that Hashem has with us, or alternatively the praise that we realize that Hashem is guiding us throughout history, even amidst the Gullahs, to get to the Gula. Dovin in the second section, second section, then describes that Hashem is planning to build the Yerushalayim and bring Bnei Yisrael back to the homeland, to Ben Eretz Yisrael. Again, this is either a praise of the of the future of the Geula that Hashem rebuilt the Bnei the Yisrael, brought them back to the uh, the Holy Land, 
with the Beis HaMikdash, or it's an expectation of Hashem's direct involvement in the Bnei Yisrael's course, which is a high level of, course of history, which is a high level of Hashkacha. Alternatively, as Refresh explains, this is a hope that Hashem is, is laying the path, guiding Bnei Yisrael to get to the point that uh, Yerushalayim will be built and Bnei Yisrael will be back in their land. The third section then transitions to discussing Hashem's kindness to, to the Nidcha Yisrael, then a call for the world and, and the Bnei Yisrael in general to praise Hashem for what has been done. And we recycle the name of Rakoach. Hashem is not only powerful and has tuna, but also Hashem, as the first explains, has great chesed. He supports Bnei Yisrael even amidst the Galos. He took and in the future he will take us out of the Galos into the Geula, and by also simultaneously being mashul Hashem Adiaretz. And in response to that, we are charged of Edula Hashem Besoda Zamel Kina Bechinar to praise Hashem for the Geula of the two different experiences of Ashkacha of the Shem Hashem and Shem Elkeinu, which is Teva and Nes, as well as to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, to show the debt of gratitude that we have with Him for enabling us to continue throughout the Galas, and, and we're also recognizing in this praise the justification that we have because we're fulfilling the Torah and being the harbingers of that uh, Gula experience later on. In the fourth section, David Amalek then observes nature and describes it how it should relate to man. He describes that Hashem created the rain, causes the terrain and, and flows into the, into the mountains. He gives food to the animals, to the Bnei Arev, even when they don't have anyone else to help them. And from that, Davra Malach then describes man's responsibility. As Hashem protects the, the animals, the entire world, um, by supporting them, a person should not expect anything extra. It should not go out of his way more than he has to because he should have faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Alternatively, the Hashem gives a free free food without them, without animals trying or con- uh, conceiving how to get their, their food every single day. But man has the Koach HaBechira and therefore Hashem gives him the responsibility to have the, to, to dominate the world to survive. And through that power, also man has the responsibility to submit that to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as an expression of Yira. And alternatively, in this entire section, as Radak explains, this entire conversation about rain and, and growth is attributable to Akash Baruch Hu, so to the Geula, when B'nai Yisrael are praising the Anul Hashem Besoda, they're basically attributing all that to Akash Baruch Hu. In the fifth section, then, after talking about Hashem's involvement to redeem B'nai Yisrael and the charge that he has for B'nai Yisrael to recognize the Hashkacha and the duty that man has to get him uh, to get to this point of Gula, we David shifts to discuss for a little bit for the next few segment about Yerushalayim. Shavchi Yerushalayim is Hashem Halehil Kaichtzion. Yerushalayim should be rejoicing, either because they actually now it's rebuilt, or it's an expression of Hashem's Hashkachan in in the world, both in its protection of the people and the economic sustenance that is going to be given in the future. Um, but even in this time of exile. Yushalayim should be rejoicing because HaKadosh Baruch Hu said it, Hashem has always protected it and He's going to, in the future, develop it because the entire point of this entire history of the Galus of B'nai Yisrael to the Gula is to ultimately allow the world to experience and be educated about Ratzon Hashem through the Torah in the place of Yushalayim, in the place of Tzion. And therefore it's going to become a place of Shalom and there will be a lot of success 
um, out of that uh, Gula experience. After that, after discussing Yerushalayim, we transition back to talk about the, the natural world and this understanding. This is the sixth section of the parak where David Amalek is either emphasizing the added hashkacha of B'nai Yisrael in their ability to change the natural course of things, as the Mabim explains, or it's just a general praise of Kashbarhu for controlling nature, as we all we just like adding on praises for the after the Gula. Or as the Refresh explains, this is a model for us and how to serve Hashem. And we mentioned Hashem sends down his his Amira to the world, either that's from terrain or it's a specific Zerara, and the ice is formed, ice then melts, that the world functions with this uh, moving back and forth according to the laws of nature and we too as the first explains have a duty to follow the Ratzon Hashem the same way that the world functions with its laws of nature which are also an expression of the Ratzon Hashem finally concluding the parak, David Malach transitions to talk about the unique responsibility of Bnei Yisrael that Hashem either this is an additional praise about the Geula as we make reference to the fact that Hashem had a unique experience with Bnei Yisrael in that he gave us Matan Torah and taught us the Torah. Or, as the Mabim explains, because now we have the Torah, we are now able to have a high level of connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and now able to even interact with HaKadosh Baruch Hu to change the natural course of things. Of of Yisrael, which is unique to Bnei Yisrael, not to every other nation, they don't have that same experience or interaction. Um, but alternatively, as Refresh explains, the entire justification for Bnei Israel to experience the Gula, the Gula and survive through the Gaulus is because they're following the Torah. And this has been, and this is exactly the unique point about Bnei Israel, the Magad Rav Yaakov, and Loas Achin The nations don't have that unique relationship with the divine law, though they have their own laws. They don't have that divine relationship with the Kash Baruch Hu, and that's the source of Bnei Israel's survival, and that's what's going to be allowing them to, in the future, experience the Gula with the new building of the base Hamikdash and Yerushalayim. This parak fits in very nicely uh, with the, fa- the flow of the entire Sugizimah, specifically since Ashrei, as uh, after Ashrei we talk about HaKadosh Baruch Hashkacha in the world, we then transition to Ashkacha, Hashem's Ashkacha over individuals, and both we transition not only from Hashem's Ashkacha for the people who were downtrodden to then the Gula, as the Radak explains, we're transitioning from Hashem's Hashkacha over individuals to Hashkacha over the Klai Yisrael in general. So we're expanding our sphere of Hashem's involvement in the world, not just to the individual Jew, but to the nation at large.